What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Non-Refungible Podcast. Today we have Crypto Crier, Red Sox Guy, and myself, Nate Digital. And today's guest is a friend and a member of NRN. This person has a CryptoPunk. He has some art blocks, a MetaHero. He flipped an ape. He had multiple Fidenzas. Yes, I said had, and I said multiple. This person <laughs> has a new NFT project coming out soon. He's coming to us live from Miami at Art Basel. Goes by NFT Tracker. What's up, man? Hey, what's up, Nate? Thanks so much for having me on. Yeah, man. Thanks for uh, taking the time to talk to us today. How's that uh, Miami air treating you? Oh, geez, man. There's something about the air, the water, the weather. I mean, I just, I, I love Miami. Are you sitting on the beach right now? <laughs> Sand between my toes. I mean, we're in oh, paradise. Rough, rough life. Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> it, what can I say? There's something about South Beach that you know you hear about it, but once you experience it, you're like, "Fuck, this is not." They are not overselling this. This is a beautiful spot. Yeah, it's probably a little different from um, Chicago area where you came from. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Chicago, you're you're an Illinois man yourself, but uh I mean, it's it's Chicago in the winter is maybe one of the worst places in the US. It's yeah, it's, it's, it's <laughs> windy, it's sleet, everyone's angry, and you come down to Miami and it's like, why why am I in Chicago? What am I doing? <laughs> why right. it, what was I doing? Uh, but luckily, I, I bought a one-way ticket, so I have no return flight. Oh. So I'm not in a rush to get back. Oh. Not in a rush. Yeah, and it's like most of us, you know, we could do a lot of this work from the computer. It's like, why are we living in Chicago? Like, let's just fucking move to Miami. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, for taxes, I'm like, why not move to Puerto Rico? What do yes. you mean? Fuck, yes. Screw Miami. Why not move to Puerto Rico? Yeah, we we will have a tax episode coming up soon, so uh, we will keep Puerto Rico on the docket for sure. <laughs> exactly, those Puerto Ricans. It's not just their food that draws people there. <laughs> right, but um, yeah, I didn't mean to really dox you there about the Chicago land stuff, but um, you know, me and Tracker, um, it's kind of funny. We're friends in the metaverse, but we actually met in real life first at the um one of the first chicago board eight meets and me and nelson definitely just kind of hit it off we had a connection we both shared the same visions and um i don't know it kind of it kind of grew into a nice little friendship we got here so very sweet what can i say i'm lucky i'm by myself right the uh you know i i think it's so funny when you're stuck behind a computer and a keyboard and, you know, just firing off memes to each other. There's, you know, only, I think, I, I don't know, there's only somewhat of a, at least for me, the, the connection that can, you know, happen. But when you meet somebody face to face, you, you kind of see their expressions, you see how they're talking about it, you see passion. And I mean, that's everything. I think that's everything. And, uh, yeah, man, I, I remember hitting it off with you and just talking about uh, community and authenticity and some of your ideas that have, you know, you've fucking brought to life right now with, with NRN. Um, it, it's awesome to see and it's, it's just uh, really fun to be a part of. I think, you know, COVID and NFTs weirdly coincided. I don't know how correlated they were but i feel like there was maybe some sort of correlation um yeah and maybe sure. not maybe not nfts as a whole but crypto as a broader um yeah. industry of just like that, that self that that digital life has now grown so much more since we all were you know in our houses for a lot of a year or so <laughs> exactly and we we were just getting restless you know we were like we just want to, we want to give things, trade things, do things um, other than just, you know, coins and ICOs. And I mean, DeFi is great, but I don't think DeFi is very sexy. Um, and, you know, NFTs came around and I think everyone kind of 
I think everyone who really kind of understood what NFTs are, I would be shocked to hear if somebody was like, did a deep dive on NFTs in November or December of last year and was like, there's no fucking way this thing's going to be big. You know, what the fuck is this? Like, I feel like everyone who kind of knew what NFTs were and, and kind of understood the implications of community and identity and ownership were like, wow, you know, this is, this is different. This is changing the game. Um, so it's just really fun for me to, yeah, I would, to interact with people personally about that. For sure. I would say when you, uh, especially when you've experienced for the first time too, you know, like I would say if you researched a bunch of um, NFT stuff, but you didn't really experience the whole community aspect, I would say it, it would be a, a little bit of a harder sale. But if you actually just kind of dove in a little bit, I feel like you, are really are really drawn to it you know i've i've been a big crypto guy and this is the first thing that ever got my wife into it and she like loves it so i think it's it's uh and i, I more people that i talk to i would say one in 20 people were interested in crypto and now it's like one in four one in five people are interested in nft so i definitely i definitely yeah. think it's uh i definitely agree with you guys uh, in the move in the right direction uh, again like you me and Cryer, we've talked about it all crypto from the stock market all the way to DeFi and all that good stuff. Um, it's not like what you said, Tracker, it's not sexy. Um, it's not fun. So the really cool thing that's happening right here with NFTs is that more people are getting involved because of that community aspect, because of the art aspect, because it's actually enjoyable to be a part of what's going on right now. When you talk to individuals that they see the stock market, they see the crypto market, and they see these graphs and these um, um, all the, the analysts and everything that goes into it. But then you go into a project like Apes or Doodles or Cool Cats or Punks, and you, and you can get more of that feel that you've never felt before. So it's definitely it, – it brings you back to those – those video games that you played when you were younger or even like uh, the comics that you read or just visual things. So it's, it's definitely super cool. There's an ape in all of us. <laughs> Absolutely. Espe- especially yeah. Nate. Yeah. A There's bit. an ape in all especially. of us. Nate's got two. Uh, you know, what's funny is DeFi is sexy now. <laughs> oh, you know it. <laughs> Cryer. Yeah. <laughs> NFTs and DeFi, baby. But yeah, man, it, uh, like Tracker was saying, man, when, when you get in a room full of a bunch of other people, like-minded people that are passionate about NFTs, like, man, that, that was a magic night for real. And, uh, you know, I, I'm glad to have met Nelson and, you know, a few other people there. Um, but it, it was definitely super cool. So if you ever get a chance to meet some fellow NFTers in the real life, I suggest you do it for sure. Yeah, I I'm really excited. This is going to be my first one. I'm going down uh, tomorrow. Yeah, so or, uh, we'll be there third. Tracker is in Miami right now, and RSG and Meet, meet um, up. Cryer are going to Art Basel. So I guess you guys could. Uh, what's what's on the docket for both you guys? Tracker we and got a lot of stuff uh, on the docket and RSG. We got we got some gutter cats. We got some doodles. We got some cool cats. What else Dead we got fellas. on there, RC? We got World of Women. Uh, maybe a, li- maybe women. a little Top Dog Beach Club if they let us in. Yeah, we were too late to their you RSVP. Can't get in the Beach Club? <laughs> yeah, Dude, here's the secret. We'll just make here's our here's, own like a, really here's a fucking secret, okay? After going to many NFT events, and... <laughs> They do not check shit. Just an alpha. They do not. Here's the alpha. They don't real world alpha. They don't check anything. You go to these events and they're like, they're like, do you know what NFT this party's for? You're like top dog beach club. Like, all right, you get a you get a seat. You get a seat. You get a seat. You get a band. No, they. That, that's like, dude, I came down here. I, I have not planned anything. Like, I, I, there's a few things. Like, I got a ticket. There's like NFT Basil and like, or Basel. I, I can't even pronounce it. Basel. <laughs> I say Basil. Fuck it. Basel. And uh, there's, what else? There's like, there's an event tomorrow that I'm going to. But, dude, it's, it's shocking. Like, I don't know. I, I enjoy kind of the communal events, but it's around the edges that you really like just make some 
awesome, awesome connections. Um, yeah, it's that like shit you don't plan for. It, you know, it's it, when you least expect it. Exactly. Like I'm at some. You're gonna go outside for a smoke and uh, bump into like Vitalik or something. <laughs> you probably break a bone if you bumped into. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. Might get a booger on you. <laughs> the uh, I'm at an event called NFT Tuesday or NF NF Tuesday um, in oh. Miami. It's oh, that's a little close to NF Thursdays that we have at Non Refungible. Yeah, it sounds like ours. We didn't trademark it though, so it's all who right. stole yeah, who? Who do I need to fucking talk to about this? That's completely <laughs> different though. That's NF Tuesday. We're NF Thursday. Yaba is our Karen, so we send Yaba in for these types of situations. Any managers that need to be sp- spoken to, we we got a guy. Spoken to, we got we got we got the guy. <laughs> the uh, and I, I literally got here because I decided to. I had some friends that were there's a bunch of yacht parties here um like and they're actually quite inexpensive it's like 50 or 60 bucks and they take you out on yacht and they you know put you full of drinks and you, know, you smoke blunts <laughs> and you know you have fun but i was like i don't, I don't know it wasn't really my vibe i ended up going to like there's a the nft based basel thing and just linked with random people that i didn't know Ended up now they're like, yo, there's this NF Tuesday thing. You should come through. And now, you know, like five hours, six hours later, I'm on a beach and, you know, on, sitting on sand in South Beach talking to you boys, just having a fantastic night. Um, in the life. Yeah, dude, you just you got to go with the flow. You got to see where the night takes you. And um, it's very good of you. <laughs> I wish I could. I wish I could do that in my trading, but you know, we we take our wins when we get them. You know, for sure. So, um, so you're full time NFT, right? Yeah, yeah. Probably. Uh, when was it? August first. So August, September, October, November. Yeah, four months. Four months full time NFTs. Nice. Uh, that, uh, definitely an advantage when you have that freedom. You know, to go to New York. For Ape Fest, go to Miami for Art Basel. It's a little harder for the ones that have a day job over here, but you know, I'll see you next year at uh, Art Basel. There we <laughs> maybe well, sooner. Dude, we'll see. Dude, I oh, absolutely, I think sooner. But I, you know, yeah. I think it's when full time, yeah, Nate. When <laughs> <laughs> token, Nate. Right. Uh, <laughs> the <laughs> airdrop will be in quarter two of 2022. Yeah, if anything, NFTs have, you know, put put uh, Kickstarter out of business. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I, I think it's interesting, though. Um, I, I don't know who else feels like this in NFTs, but it, it just feels like there's, there's so much to do at all times. You know, it, and it feels like from like a deep perspective like i feel like i'm always missing something and it's like it's like this aching feeling of like you know i in a weird way i think a job like grounds you and i think and this it probably is shocking to hear this and i'm 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 not saying that i'm like oh it was a bad decision or anything but it's just interesting looking back on it where i see how i was trading and how i was engaging in my communities and, and talking with friends and collectors when I was like running, I was working a job and, you know, had prior or had things that I needed to do. And, you know, it's, it's like that fucking Harry Potter movie where they have that one animal that, you know, fills the fucking room, whatever room it's in, it fills it to the brim. You know, it's in a teacup. It's like a mouse when it's in a ballroom, it's a dragon. And, in that same sense, like that's what NFTs can fucking do is like if you have an hour in a day, like how fucking efficient are you with that hour? If you have 12 hours in a day, if all of a sudden you have no boundaries, you know, how efficient or how uh, how do you use that time to your effective or to, or to your benefit? Um, and I, I think that's a funny thing about kind of what I what happened for me. Like, I think any person, well, I guess any self-obsessed self, you know, 
uh, aware, obsessed, like NFT person. I was like, well, I have no time. So I'm just going to do this fucking 24 seven. I'm a fucking, you know, After wake you make up a few and- sales, you know, get a little confidence under your belt. Oh my god, dude! I could have fucking taken on the Russian Empire after a few sales, <laughs> dude. You just dude, like, what the fuck is a challenge? And it, it's it's like an interesting, um, it's just an interesting thing that I I started seeing with myself of like, it wasn't necessarily that my results were any better as I got into it full time, but I was just way more committed and focused on what i was doing so like relationships like with nate and rsb and or rsg and like people in the space have just kind of grown and and come into their own on you know um i i think that's that's where i've been spending the most time it's not like researching other collections or putting more into the nft trading or research itself which is building my network and reaching out, talking to people, engaging with other great collectors and great innovators and people who just are really enthusiastic and love the space. Um, that I mean, that's why that's why I came down to Art Basel, um, you know, on Monday, yesterday. Is I just I just want to be here. I want to be where the fucking people are dancing and you know just uh, make connections, develop friendships. And, uh, you know, from there, I really think, you know, whether this goes to the moon or whether this goes into a coffin, you know, I think it's really the relationships and the people, you know, and, and the people who are trying to innovate and continually improve that, you know, doesn't, doesn't fucking matter what industry you're in. Those are, those are my people. Those are people that I want to be around. So, you know, I'm going to seek them out type stuff. Yeah, that's so true. Um, I always say, you know, you you invest in people and relationships. So as, but it's funny, there's a meme going around. You you said, you know, you, um, you, the, the meme is I quit my nine to five and now I work 24 seven, like, (laughs) and it's so true in this space, you know, it's like, yeah, you probably, you probably quit the day job and now you just fucking stay on OpenSea all day, Twitter, Discord. Losing sleep. (laughs) It's a cycle that back and yeah. forth between all the three of those things. Yeah. All right, but, I want I want a raise a a shout of I if you dream about NFTs. Do oh, you dream about NFTs? That's a big I. <laughs> I. I well, mean, have, I'm gonna. First, you have to be able to think sleep. So. Who sleeps to have? Yeah, I, who's, who sleeps? Yeah. I'll sleep when <laughs> I'm dead. Sleeping? Let you sleep. <laughs> Every time I close my eyes at night, the fucking alarm clock goes off five minutes later. <laughs> I will say that last night I was staying up quite late because I was just thinking about how yeah. awesome Miami's going to be. I, 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 I see Wolf game. I'm sitting here like, oh yeah, I'm thinking about what am I going to do here? It's going to be sick here. I, I see my Wolf game sheep jumping over a fence in my dream. <laughs> how, many, how many Wolf do you got? <laughs> or is it sheep? I, I, bought, I didn't buy many. I bought four, I think. And then I bought one Wolf. And then... Um, and then I bought the dip hard last nice. time, whatever it was a week ago or a week yeah. and a half. And then I flipped some stuff. Um, and then now I'm like, fuck, I just need to stick to my plan to be honest is I'm very bullish on Wolf game. I think, I think if you look at the history, it's just very similar to anonymize. Um, I actually think anonymize and Wolf game are like very codependent on each other. Um, in just like more of a uh, philosophical way of like, if an animice wasn't there, Wolf Game wouldn't be here. And in the same way, like the the utility of anonymize is built on. It's fine. At like you've seen all these other projects, like random shit, you know. Um, and I don't I don't mean it in a bad way. Like whether it's Bears Deluxe or whether it's Furballs or whether it's uh, Bamboozlers or Moose Tracks or all these other collections, like they're just doing a lot of similar things to what Anonymous does did, um, staking, earn token, earn ERC seven twenty one, but and on chain or like try to be on chain ex- least, exactly. Yeah. And that that's I think what Wolf Game like finally changed. That's why it fucking ran like it did is because it took the it took the utility and added double the utility. You know, it really 
revolutionize that re- utility. Um, and I, I think that's a tried and true trade in the space is just hop on first movers hard, like people that are doing things innovative and are innovation and, and it's somewhat connected to the market, you know, um, that's huge. Like that, that's just massive. It's like pe- people don't even know what to fucking do with themselves. They're just like, take my money. It's like that meme, take my money, take yeah. my money. And, uh, it's, uh, and I, so I, I, I don't know why I didn't like dump my whole bag into it, but you know, it is what it is. Didn't they uh, pause staking on uh, the wolf game? They did. It's now reopened. Um, they've migrated to their own contract or they migrated to a new contract, um, which fixed, I believe has fixed a lot of the loopholes in the first contract. Uh, yeah, I, I could go down a deeper rabbit hole on that or a deeper wolf hole on that. Um, but that, that's not, we don't need to get into this in this podcast. But I have some very choice thoughts, I think. I'm, I'm just bullish on it. I'll just say that. What uh? What's the current yield on one sheep? Like twenty grand a day or something USD? I heard, I heard a hundred, but <laughs> so you're getting half a mil a day. That's not too bad. You actually get part of Louisiana. Supposedly <laughs> they've worked out a deal with the state the Louisiana of Louisiana purchase. Exactly, <laughs> state of Louisiana, and they give you one square feet of land just by yeah. staking your sheep. I don't know how they do it, but yeah, that little exactly. plot you're buying—that's actual land. It's not, it's not fake. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah i mean no i it's it's uh probably this is uh fuck it i'll just say it i think if you do not believe that it's a ponzi you, you should get out like if you do not believe that this shit isn't gonna crash and burn or just become like that there these things like this are not greater fools theory but it is like yo you're buying this for the goal of buying more things like right you're you're that is yeah. the value of the project like i am not mistaken on that i see that i own that i believe that and that's why i play in the game i'm like at least i i just feel like that's the alpha it's like if you fucking know that this is like a we're just all waiting till the music stops type of game great as long as you know that the music stops you'll fucking run for the door quickly yeah like that's the best thing about nfts versus shit coins it's when the music stops takes a while for people to trickle out the door when the music stops in icos shit goes to zero you get rugged shit's bottoming out 80 percent if things are dumping Look at even Jungle Freaks. That guy was racist. That dude was producing weird-ass fucking comics, whatever, back in the 80s, 90s. And the shit is just trickling down. It's like 1 ETH, 0. 0.9, 0. 0.8, 0. 0.7, 0. 0.6. Oh, it's back up to 0. 0.7. It's back up to 0.7. Now it's back at 0. 0.6, 0. 0.5. Like, exactly. You have a ton of exit points. Like, it's not, like... I spoke to a really great trader the other day who's like, dude, do not be afraid to be the, the paper hands. And I mean the paper hands from the sense of like when people are like, hold it, hold it, hold right. it. Like we're fucking getting there. We're gonna fucking moon. Like or like we're gonna we're gonna bounce back. We're gonna bounce back. Like don't be afraid to be the person that's just like, yo, I'm selling this. I either got my profit and I'm out, or I'm cutting my losses and I'm gone. Like well, the other thing, like I just feel like a lot of NFT people are are very um, well. They don't really know a lot of the like ins and outs of like tr- like traditional trading and stuff like that. Um, and even if you like say how you're saying it, you don't have to be absolute either. Like if you have more than like say you have three, like sell one at a certain price and just have that price set in your head to cover all of your costs and you know all that type of stuff, and then you know make another point in your head. That would, you know, if, if, if doodles hits 10, I'm selling one like that type of stuff. Like, and don't be afraid to like, there all there'll always be more projects. There was all, there'll always be more chances, you know? And yeah, usually the more you try to push them, the faster that you'll lose. You yeah. Know? And like tracker saying, usually the best time to sell is on a pump, you know, mm-hmm. like when, sh- when shit's oh, yeah, pumping out of control, like, yeah, dude, it's okay to fucking 
offload yeah, one and or two. Then, you, or, know, you know, usually you wait a week and the the floor is like seventy percent of what it was. It, you know, so. Back. Wait, you're you're saying I'm you're not supposed to sell it when it's dipping and I'm losing all my money? That's crazy, Nate. Or or hold to zero. We we also <laughs> oh to do damn. That. No, RSG, you sell to me, you sell to me, okay? I'll buy it. Yeah, Tracker comes around the corner in a trench coat. He's like, come here, little kid. (laughs) So now that we're talking about this, I heard that you uh, sold Uh some Fidenzas. Oh, no. (laughs) No, don't even. The Fidenzas is only the start. People, I didn't even tell you this. Uh I had minted minted subscapes. I had minted. Uh, let's see, um, tons and tons of art blocks project. My, the way I got into NFTs was art block. It's a gift and a curse, right? Yeah. You, you, the yeah. first thing I minted was an art blocks curated was, uh, the, the scribble plots or the crypto blocks. Was it a I gas board or were you just in the right spot at the right time? No, this shit took three weeks to mint out. It was like the ugly stepchild <laughs> of art blocks. They were like, fuck is this and that website that they have it probably did look like some shit from the 80s you know that that super outdated (laughs) website well dude this is this is why i art blocks people there's i don't even know i was a history major in college so i i love looking back at like just thinking about how people will think about certain things and what i mean by that is like dude that from like february to may or february to april you you could legitimately say like that's fucking golden years like the golden yeah. time of it NFTs. Was gold rush like, for sure bro i literally was minting art blocks at point one and selling them 20 minutes later for four ETH. Jesus. 20 fucking minutes later for four ETH. like if you thought <laughs> minting was a fucking shit show now think about what it was Seven months ago, nobody knew what the fuck was going on. I was like sending, I sent at one point like eight transactions in one wallet to the same fucking address because I was like, why the fuck is this not going through? All send another one. Yeah. Send another one. Send <laughs> again, another one. Again. <laughs> I'm like, this is what's going on. And uh, yeah, dude, it's, it's a, that's, that's also why I say to new people, like, dude, get your fucking hands dirty. Get get yep. in the game, fucking wrestle with it. Because trust me, when you send eight transactions in the same wallet and none of them go through, and you see people next to you flipping that shit for eighty x, literally in twenty minutes, I bet your ass you'll learn how to fucking send transactions for the next one. Like, <laughs> yeah, you're, gonna you learn today. Fucking, you're gonna learn today. Don't learn. Yeah, like you. <laughs> You just sit there, head in your hands, like, how the, what the fuck, how did this, I need to know what just happened, like, how do I make sure this <laughs> never happens again, and, like, that shit, it, it really is, like, especially in something as crazy as NFTs, like, you really need to, like, get down and dirty with it, and, like, put your hands on it, yeah. feel it, feel it emotionally, like, see the win, see the loss. You know, bring people along with you, teach people, experience what it's like teaching. You get more experience teaching. And I think oh, yeah. so. So with the whole Fidenzas thing, too, like the Fidenzas thing was crazy because I, I, I think that was still I would consider like not only was the Fidenzas thing in an absolute NFT bear, classic NFT bear, like people don't even talk about it but it took like an hour for fidenzas to mint out these were not or maybe maybe it was an hour it was more like 20 minutes but i was able to set up eight different wallets on my metamask send eight different transactions through and mint eight to eight different wallets so this was this was not like a fucking like rapid fire like gas fee war yeah, like, thousand we're gas. pumping gas it didn't go through fucking re-up on the bigger gas like th- this was a very um slow burn by old school art standards uh, or old school art block standards but you know i i personally started from humble beginning or maybe not humble but i started from small beginnings i started with seven thousand dollars i bought four eth i started basically playing around i bought 
my first biggest move was I dumped my entire stack into fucking vegan punks. And I only go back to this because when I first started out, like, you know that, like, your existence is fleeting. And, like, you know that, like, you're not, like, the big dog on campus. And, like, that you can, like, make all these moves. And, like, this guy's saying this and this person's saying this. Like, I'm going to go against it and I'm going to do this, this, and this. Like, it was more just, like, what's hot? What, what are people talking about in punks chat? Take my money. Like, can I just get to people that know what they're talking about and do exactly and do exactly what they're doing? And everyone that I knew at the time was just minting our fly and they're minting them like fucking religiously. And they really believed in them. Um, and cool friends, my friends weren't doing (laughs) that shit. (laughs) <laughs> i i did actually get yeah one of my best friends um was a very like og DeFi like crypto some DeFi summer type guy so 2020 you know saw it go to 100 saw it go back down to one you know type stuff and uh so he, he was just big into nfts he he uh he actually didn't buy like anything that big early on like no crypto punks no uh minted a bunch of squiggles which was great and held on to all of them um minted a few ringers minted a few um yeah just like bigger things um and and just liked them for the art uh but you know i think i think it's a it's it's a fiasco in the sense that i think i minted a bunch of fidenzas and never took the time to fully understand one who Tyler Hobbs was like you do a little bit of research and you're like this guy's a fucking OG like real digital artist and like yeah. big in crypto like a crypto native digital artist and then two who's buying this you know when I you get caught up you're in an NFT bear right you haven't you're in the desert you haven't seen water in you know three weeks feels like it's three years and you fucking go to the spring and you're like holy fuck i got water and no then, you go to the spring and you're af- you're afraid to drink the water because it's like i don't trust this water <laughs> <laughs> i wish i had done that but i was like no let me swim in this water i fucking <laughs> love it meaning meaning more of like i'm just gonna buy it and book my profit you know, so I, I bought them. I sold all eight between, you know, one and five ETH. Um, and basically it was just like, holy fuck. You know, at the time I made probably, you know, 12 or 13 Ethereum when everything was just fucking shit hitting the fan. And you know, it, it's interesting that that allows you it if you don't dwell on your, your sorrows, that allows you to do interesting things. You know, then I went into gutter cats, right? I minted 30 gutter cats because I had the ETH from Fidenza's to front, to front, to be Mm -hmm, able to put down three ETH into a project that I really like. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's what people forget too, is, you know, the opportunities you can capitalize on because you had that Ethereum. Exactly. And that that's the that's the one thing that I think is interesting about the crypto space and all all of what the OGs like try and talk to people about. But I, I just feel like so few people actually listen, like so few people actually <laughs> really listen to like what it means when they're just like, yo, just always have a seat at the table, you know, like just make sure you don't run dry. You know, the worst thing you can do is just go fully to zero and even one is infinite infinitely more you know valuable than zero in the sense of just like dude you start with one you go to 20 you go back down to one like i'm i'm trying to train myself to be like we're back at the base we're we're okay we're fine we're where we started it's good we're not gone you go up to 100 you go back down to five it's like well my baseline's improved. I'm 5x on my baseline. You know, I'm, I'm gro- going places. Like, taking this, in, like, weirdly, like, radically positive mindset towards your, towards your own back. Like, just, just really trying to, 
you know, fuck, I totally missed Fidenzas. Fuck, I was looking at Bored Apes the fucking night it minted, and I woke up and they fucking minted out. Like, I I had been there forever. I was there. I was the first fucking buyer for crypto worlds or whatever. They're I blocked them out of my mind. <laughs> Some world thing that's now at like a hundred e. I was the first buyer of dystopian punks, like Decendente. I was like, yo, you're, you're fucking derivative the punks. These are sick. Wow. These, I really fucking like these sold them for, you know, like you, so every, and I think in a way that sets me up now to make better moves moving forward because yeah, for I've, sure. yeah. I've put in my losses is what I would say. Like I've, trust me, I've had my fucking losses. And like, I've done well, I own a punk, I own several apes, you know, like I had, uh, I pretty much, I feel like touched and owned like almost every blue chip NFT in the space. And like, it's, it's much more about, okay, how do I utilize this information moving forward than, and for a while too, I was fucking, you know, pity Pete, pity pistol Pete, like, Oh God, I minted this and I didn't do this and I blah, 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 I did this. And like, what you realize is it's a fucking cycle because you miss the next one and you miss the one after that. And then you get even more depressed and you miss this and you miss yeah, that. While, you're, like, while your head head was in your hands, you're were, you were missing another mint, missing another yeah. Fidenza. Seriously, seriously. It's very well said. Like you, like, I don't know. I, I weirdly believe in some way like alpha alpha is just a coin term that influencers like to pitch to their following. Like anyone who's saying they have alpha for you, if you do not recognize it as alpha first, it is not real alpha. And obviously there's exceptions oh, yeah. to the rule. Like I think there's people good natured, really just thoughtful, strong people. <laughs> they won't last. Like they'll be posting alpha for a little bit. They'll stop after they realize the fucking craziness and everything that comes with it. Like alpha as an actual term is like non-existent. Like, and I mean this from the standpoint of like all four of us, the people that are on this call, like I can almost guarantee if I set up in front of you five different projects and I showed you, Here's the tokenomics of this. Here's the art. Here's the creator. Here's the story. Here's their marketing. Here's the this. And I gave you all five. I can almost guarantee you that you guys would pick, somewhat pick the winners. Be able to say, that's a good one. That's a bad one. That's a good one. That's a bad one. That's a good one. And the funny thing about the NFT space is that there are so many people following other people's ideas that... Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. There's just so many kind of sheeple in the space that it's just like if you have a novel idea, the ideal has somewhat is based in reality. Like, wow, I believe like even the simple like, wow, I believe that when Ethereum goes down, NFTs seem more reasonably priced and the psychological impact of that means people will buy. That's it. Like. Yeah. That idea has proven itself correct, I think, in the last seven or eight months. Who knows if it'll continue agree. to be correct? It's just proven itself correct. Who fucking knows? Absolutely. I mean, honestly, it's it's just a cycle, like everything else in the stock market as well as crypto. But um, something I really like that you said, Tracker, is like you you've hit on a lot of projects, and not only have you hit, but you've also sold before the like the big pumps, all that good stuff. But not only does that allow you to say like you'll get the next one, you'll find that next big thing, but also it allows you to share your story with others, and that's going to not only help you, but it's going to help individuals like myself or people that you talk to in uh, your projects that you've created, and as well as your Twitter following. So. From your experience, not only are you going to to learn so much, but you're going to help uh, teach your, I, I think you're up to like 20,000 followers on Twitter. You're going to help those individuals that haven't been there as long as you have. And it's it's truly something I believe that here at, at NRN we are trying to do is that from Cryer to myself to Nate, 
We've been through good mints, bad mints, rugs, um, the peak of projects, and we've fumbled the bag, we've held the bag, we've literally done everything. And from all that knowledge, all that experience, we're able to then funnel all that information to to new users, to new people coming into the space, as well as even old people that that need to sharpen their their tools in the NFT space. But and also like yourself, you're a founder of a project that you're bringing up right now, if I'm not mistaken, it's uh, Frankenpunks, correct? Yes. Thank you for so bringing that all, up. Listen, man, all that, all that knowledge, all that information that you've been accumulating for months and months and months, which allowed you to make NFTs into your real life, your real job is literally setting you up for what you're about to do. So I'd love to talk a little bit more about the project. Yeah, well, I, I appreciate you bringing that up. You know, it, the last point I'll make on that that kind of discussion is it's so funny. You, the more you know, the more you realize you don't know. Oh yeah, you know, and it, it's it's you always hear that cliche, but like you really start to like believe it when it's like holy fuck! Like the more like you get deeper and you go like I at least went into this like oh my god I fucking can't miss this is great I'm fucking doing this and this and wow oh my like this is going great and then the more you get deeper and deeper you're like fuck I'm you know I'm at the kids table you know I'm I'm just playing with my chicken <laughs> tenders and fries and you know people are eating steaks and lobsters and you know here's how they're carrying themselves and here's what they're doing and so you just go through this learning process that i think is uh it's it's only natural but boy is it painful um but so this this crypto so this nft project um so you know i i think one of the things that it starts from is just uh an incredible team um so uh, essentially we got together, um, a few business partners and I, and some people that I know in the space, um, just started brainstorming ideas. And I, I think one of the things that was very intriguing to me is the DAO. And, you know, for people who don't know, it's a decentralized autonomous organization and it's kind of a buzzword. You know, it's a buzzword in the NFT space right now. Of, oh, are you DAOing this? And are you a DAO here? And how can I be a part of this DAO? And what does the DAO get me? And I have no problem with that. But I think there was always just this deeper question of just like, what are you going to do with it? Like, yeah. what do you do with all that, all those assets? Like when you bought, said, you know, this guy basically fingerprints, a guy bought, I think, 25 glyphs. Um, maybe more, and basically put those glyphs into a vault and, and um, gave tokens out of that. Basically, it was like these tokens are starting the, the DAO, and you know these to these glyphs are backed by the token, or the tokens are backed by the glyphs, and you know they give it they give it value, and um, which I think is all well and good, but um, you, you, are these glyphs just here to hold until you know we in 20 years 10 years 100 years um you know hold until somebody decides that or the owner decides okay the dow has served its purpose and we're here and um you know we're cashing it out um i i think there's just a lot of incentive um interesting incentive questions that i asked for some of the DAOs here whether it's even like head dow or mutant cats dow um, where you're basically buying NFTs, your transaction fees and your mint price go into the DAO. The DAO buys more blue chip ERC-721. As the ERC-721s get put into the DAO, um, your token theoretically should rise in value, right? Because there's more... Yeah. Uh, it's like buying an NFT fund, practically. Exactly, but we... It, because we're American citizens, we can't say that. I'm just, okay. I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> the uh, no, so the in the interesting part is in the pure spirit of like innovation, and I believe just the logical next step 
of what DAOs are. Um, essentially, what Frankenpunks is doing and the whole idea and utility behind Frankenpunks is, um, you know, we want to give the retail collector access to NF, access to CryptoPunks. Um, no other blue chip. We're only buying CryptoPunks. Um, I think from just a standpoint of the legacy, the provenance, and the, the collector uh, reputation, I think um, CryptoPunks are kind of set as um, the strongest PFP in the space. And nothing against your apes, Nate, and nothing against the cool cats and everything. Um, but I think there's just a legacy and a uh, uh, value that's accrued over time. Um, and that I think, um, whether it's the fact that they have their own marketplace, they have their, you know, the way they categorize the punks, the way that they allow their collectors to see kind of every, the buying and selling uh, aspects of punks with, you know, their order history and et cetera, um, I think is just really innovative. I think is really interesting and I think gives it a lot of value. Um, and, and because of that, I think, um, you know, that's why we've seen kind of the meteoric rise of punks in the last year. Um, but in the same vein, um, I think a lot of people believe in punks, but are shut out. Um, and sure. so essentially the, the entire ethos of Frankenpunks is, you know, we want to, give this retail collector access to crypto punks, um, cold, dry crypto punks. Um, so we're, we're basically, we have 10,000 Franken punks and I'll, I'll get into the art or maybe we can share the art with the podcast or something, but yeah, we'll tweet it out. Um, but, uh, the, the art's incredible. We're working with a guy named 3d punks, um, who created an awesome collection is a really, really skilled artist. Um, previously in in kind of his other walks of life and then also now in nfts uh, but essentially we're we're selling ten thousand uh franken punks at 0.088 eth um but we're not like really the reason the price is that high is because or the reason we set that price is because we're taking roughly 70 percent of the eth that we raise um we're going to take roughly 600 eth um, and just literally buy crypto punks with it. Um, so we're hoping to buy, you know, uh, six, seven crypto punks. Um, and hopefully if, you know, fucking crypto punks keep getting flooded, you know, we can buy more and more. Um, hopefully they'll drop into 70, but they might rebound after that, after people start jumping back in. But, you know, I think really, um, you know, the whole ethos and purpose of the project is to uh, is to, to bring that, bring this upper echelon blue chip NFT um, to people that, you know, want access to it. Um, and I made, you know, kind of a, a coy joke earlier about being in the U.S., but that, that's really real. Like, so we, oh, we are actually, right. we're, we're literally setting up our business in Sweden not even fucking around we're we for, set up our business in sweden for the frankenpunks or or was it switzerland oh, forget i you said too guy. much sorry i, <laughs> I got somebody that, that keep him guessing i got a guy for this yeah that's handling it for me but it's like or no, was we, it switzerland we don't know <laughs> <laughs> the no we we literally cannot in we cannot set up this business in the u.s um and that's unfortunate you know, I think um, we've like sought a bunch of legal opinions on this because, um, you know, DAOs are, you know, in many ways viewed as securities. And what securities yeah. mean in a very simple sense for the listeners is if you have a secu if you are investing other people's money into securities, they need to be accredited investors. And what an accredited investor is, is they are defined by the U.S. government as somebody who either has made $200,000 a year on paper for three years in a row, or they have over a million dollars in assets. <laughs> yeah. Or you're already rich. They have a million dollars in assets and that's provable in some, whether it's a bank statement, whether it's um, a real estate statement, et cetera, et cetera. Um, 
And from the accredited investor side, right, I think there's a couple, there's so many hurdles. It's like, one, who would want to go through that process? Two, who is actually taking the time to, who wants to give up their financials to the government? And three, who doesn't even hit those, the, marks, those marks? Exactly. And why are those marks um, now being attributed to NFTs? So um, I, think, I think there's a lot that kind of we have to be aware about because um, you know, there's a reason why no other project has you know, released punks to communities fractionalize these punks and um we we were actually doing something really interesting where we're i i don't know if the correct term is dao of daos but essentially we you know we're gonna set up a quote-unquote dao for each punk that we buy um so when you buy our franken punks you're not buying um you know a singular dao you're essentially buying into you know six or seven daos um because again as i said they're was no end in sight for a lot of these other DAOs. And I think a lot of that stemmed from the NFT being um, the NFT being basketed. And there you have 500 NFTs in the same basket. And how do you get right. them out? Yeah. How do you sell the basket? And how do you get real value for the entire basket? Kind of like how can you pay out noise. your yeah, holders you without holders, being a security? Right. Exactly. Yeah. I'm kind of like, fuck, fuck all that noise. Like, we're going to set up a DAO inside you're so we're gonna we have a governance token that um you get as being a purchaser of frankenpunks um but that governance token gives you rights over six or seven different DAOs, um and a DAO will be created for each crypto punk itself so um all the users get to vote on exactly what happens to each crypto punk um you know obviously whether we want to sell it or whether we want to hold it um, but even I think, you know, cooler things like, do we want to create merch? Do we want to set up events? Do we want to pursue? Exactly. Do we want to pursue marketing, advertising, like really start to like, dude, this is all I'm going to be doing. Like, I would love to start reaching out to bigger businesses saying, use our crypto punks, use what we're doing. Like put the, really like, if this is not, if this is even just us coming to you guys, educating your team, showing what a crypto punk is, showing how DAOs work, how well this is going, et cetera, et cetera. I think that's a massive value add. And if we can just basically really hone in and, and even answer the question of like, what is the utility of a crypto punk? Like, what, what, how are we going to be doing this? Like, how can we give real, like, retail? you know, hobbies, not hobby. I don't mean that in a bad way. I just mean like people that don't have the capital yet, emerging traders, yeah. emerging collectors. Like how can we give you this real test run of like, here's what a punk is. Here's what the fuck we can do with it. Here's why it's a big fucking deal. Here's why, you know, th these things are trading at 400, 500 grand. And, you know, um, yeah, so that obviously, I mean, I just get real excited. I get enthusiastic about it. Um, you know, I think I think just purely from um, a collecting standpoint, like one of the best things I can do for people is get their get their NFT exposure into CryptoPunks, like in any way possible. Like I think if there's a dump coming, if this is a massive bubble, if we're shits hitting the fan, like. Dude, get your exposure into CryptoPunks. Like, if shit's hitting the fan, you would have lost everything. Now you lost thirty percent. Now you lost forty percent. Like that—that's huge. People, it's hard to fathom the difference in that. Um, yeah. But you know, so from from that perspective, I'm also really excited and enthusiastic. Um, but yeah, yeah, we're you know we're doing a lot of things like we. We're, we're ripping on Twitter. Follow us on Twitter. We have, um, right now we're doing kind of a closed discord, um, just cause we really care about getting collectors and getting people into our discord that want to push forward and add value to our project. You know, we, we have roughly, we have like 2,700 followers on Twitter or something in like two weeks. And we, have I, I think only 800 people in our discord 
um but it's like it's like fucking ripping you go there any day any hour it's like people are just like what's up gm gm let's the suggestions channel is like you know just crazy it's like people are really you know committed and and gung-ho about adding a ton of value to the project so you I know, think that's one of the great okay. things with NFTs in general. Like when we started our kind of like in our end group, that's what our goal was. We're like, we're not going to charge people to be entering, but you have to provide value in some sort of manner, either like a creation, like a content creator or some other value that you can add to the community um, to better enrich all of us. You know, if we all are doing our little researches on our own little topics that we want to enjoy in this space and then bring it back for everyone else, you know, it strengthens our entire community and we've already seen that with multiple things so i think that's such a great utility of all these these uh like nft surrounded um like DAO and focused DAOs and stuff like that yeah i mean that's that's a great point i think the one thing like the one thing that's so hard to do is predict what nfts are going to be used for um yeah. and i mean that in a good and a bad way like like some and i liken it so much to like internet circa 2000 like the reason why fucking companies were being bought at a hundred million dollars and then they were worthless two years later is because people did not know the utility of the technology they were buying they did not know the application they didn't know how they were going to use it they just thought it was fun and cool and sick and they thought it was going to be big and they're buying with the rest of the people in the in the crowd. And that's literally going to happen in NFTs. Like there's going to be NFTs that have no value in a year, that have no value in 2 years. Like they just because yeah. what was hot in the time is not hot now. And it's it, people are going to see it. People are going to be like, "Oh, fuck. Well, I guess, you know, I guess this isn't as cool and sexy as we thought it was." But in the same vein, like, dude, there's going to be Amazons, there's going to be Microsoft, there's going to be PayPal, there's going to be, you know, LinkedIn, like, there's, there's going to be companies that are built, like, in the depths of, like, the NFT, whether it's Bear or Bull or whatever, that, like, changed the world. That, like, changed the fucking world. And that's what gets me so, so excited is, like, you know, how can I talk to people that are trying to do that? How can I hang with people that are pumped about doing that? And, you know, um, how can I potentially contribute to bringing that about or at least try my best to? And if I fail, you know, pick up my bootstraps and try again. Um, because, I, you know, I just love the space. I love, love the ethos of the space. I think there's so much that, that we can do with this. And, you know, I'm just so here for it. I love sure. that. Uh, tracker is this what you sounded like at uh thanksgiving dinner this year <laughs> is it, is you passing the piece to grandma talking about dows and how we're it's moving future to grandma Rico. dude it is, potatoes are great <laughs> dude it is crazy the attention you get from people when you're like i just oh, made yeah. like 50 grand in one trade and they're like break their neck they're like what the yeah. fuck did you just say and you're but like, that's, no, yeah, that's fake care. money, son. That that's not real money, son. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're like, they're like, that's fake. And you're like, yeah, I quit my job four months ago, and I'm still alive. Tell me what's fake now. Oh, there's just yeah. crazy tracker again at Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> <laughs> I love the, it. Uh, I mean, it's bandagled internet money. I actually, I the dude, the secret sauce is I've even started dumbing it down for people. I'm like. I actually, and this isn't, I don't mean in a bad way, but I'm like, it's not over your head, granny. It's under your head. Like, I'm like, it's so simple that you, you aren't even like grasping the simplicity of it. Like, like it's not over your head. Like you're not too dumb to realize it. You're probably too smart to realize how simple this technology is. And in the simplicity of the technology is the beauty is the value. That's why it's yeah. so great. Is it's not like we're not over here like building Bitcoin. Like where it's like people can't understand what's going on. You need a 500 page white paper and you need blah, blah. It's like, oh, we're just 
adding assets. Yeah, we're just (laughs) put ascribing an asset to a token. That's like that's all we're doing. We're not like it's it's so simple yet so like Like, a little bullshit steps in the middle. But yes, it is when you break it down. (laughs) It is pretty much that simple. Yeah. So that's that. I mean, that's that's just interesting for me. Um, But yeah, I mean, Frankenpunk's just rounding up on that. Um, We're we're a fully doxxed team. Um, We're a team of eight people. We are working gung ho on this. We really are kind of committed to just fully fleshing out, like trying this this crypto punk fractionalization idea. Like, um, as you saw, like if it doesn't work in the U.S., fucking go into Switzerland. My children will be named Angelica, and you know. And- <laughs> I'll, I'll have like some type of you know I, like i'm just committed like i believe the idea is strong enough to where like i just want to see it through um like if it doesn't work it doesn't work but at the same vein i think it's just going to connect with a lot of people um a lot of people are going to connect with our community and kind of with what i'm doing and with what my other partners are doing and um you know, so I, I first, I just, I really appreciate the opportunity to share it here and uh, not come like me on, lightly on me. I appreciate y'all's time. So thank you so much for giving me the stage there for a second. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, absolutely, man. Actually, I actually know someone on your team. Um, his cool cat's up in New York, Jed. Uh, <laughs> I've actually known him almost the whole time I've been in NFTs, and he's a really good dude loves nfts and it, i mean it just goes to show you um the strength of the team you're putting together you know it, it's such a small it's a it's a big space but a really small world in this space so um it was cool to see he, some friendly faces he is the glue that holds this team together don't get it wrong that that man is so he's i love jed yeah i i was lucky enough i i met him back in may or june and uh we've just kind of stayed um, stayed communicative and open and, you know, chatting with each other. And, uh, it's, yeah, he's fantastic. I, I really enjoy hanging out with him and, uh, he just, he just has a gift with people, you know, he's just so, so welcoming and open and, and just like that New York honesty, like he's fucking tells it how it is and is super blunt. Um, so yeah, yeah, he's a good dude. But I'm glad. No wonder you met him. I didn't even know that. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Are you uh, are you outside the club right now? Are you about ready to go and hit up some NFT club in over here? Oh fuck! Our Basil baby. They fight, dude. They've started just my AirPods died. That's why I, <laughs> I had that brief cut out. And he's at the back of the bar. No, I'm I'm, I'm literally, dude. This is how fucking bouncing Miami is. Is I'm I'm probably. Two and a, two football fields from the club. I'm on the beach and I'm I'm just staring at the club and shit shit is just absolutely bouncing, just absolutely bouncing. But yeah, man. you shouldn't hear it now. You shouldn't hear it. Now. I'm excited. We'll we'll be down there. We'll we'll have to meet up for sure. But uh, that was a great episode. I really appreciate your time there. Yeah, fuck yeah, man. I I love what you guys are doing. NRN is so innovative and I, I just love the ethos and the the mission of what you guys are doing um and uh you know i really appreciate the time and thanks for having me on yeah tracker man we really appreciate it um i really just have one final question that we like to ask everybody and it's simply are we gonna make it <laughs> please say yes please say yes uh, uh, yes. Yes. The shepherd says yes. No, oh. I'm just kidding. Let's go. I'm just kidding. The uh, oh fuck yeah, dude! If we're here, if you're taking the time, if you've taken the time to listen to this entire podcast, you are gonna wholly make it. Fuck yeah! <laughs> Only yeah. those people. I mean, Love. let's be honest. You got to put in the work, right? You got to put in the yeah, time. Yeah, it's not a, just, that's like people I do with are those playing Fidenzos. this like a lotto ticket. Sorry, nope. go on. No, you're good. Um, quick note, Fidenza floors at 90 Ethereum. I didn't want to rub that in, but <laughs> I just wanted to at least tell our listeners that. Uh, 
<laughs> but yeah, sorry, you're just gonna Old go drink. Johnny. Yeah, you're gonna go no, drink your sorrows away. Vincent, Nate, you don't understand. Vincent Van Doe's taking great care of my Fidenza, dude. It's in great hands, right? <laughs> you're right. You're right. He, he said he'd say he'd get me back for that. Nice, nice. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But, but yeah, man, we yeah. uh we really appreciate you taking the time, man. I know you're you got a busy week ahead of you. You got a night of clubbing ahead of you, maybe. Yeah, man. Yeah, fucking Tuesday in Miami is like a Friday anywhere else. Yeah, right. <laughs> but yeah, Friday hopefully you can else. uh maybe meet up with some of the NRN crew and uh, you know, maybe do a little more networking down there. Sounds good. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. Would love to. RSG and uh, sorry, I forget the right. and the other gentleman here. I'll have to get your real name sometime. I, I do not do Discord names well, um, but uh, we'll we'll hang yeah. out. We'll meet up. Uh, would love to hang with you guys. I'll have his doodle on his chest. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I well, love yeah, that. Man. Well, thank thank you guys so much for having me on. Yeah, uh, everyone, thanks for listening. Go follow Tracker on Twitter. He's at TrackerNFT. And go check out the uh, Frankenpunks project. It's at 3D Frankenpunks on Twitter. And if you guys got nothing else, we'll catch you on the next episode. See ya. Later. See ya.